Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chief Central. This is episode 12. I'm running solo this week as my co-host Cappy is on vacation in Mexico and is unable to join us. He also wasn't uh, available to watch the last two games, so we won't be able to get his thoughts on those. But um, <clears throat> I was present for the two home games this weekend and uh, the uh, game last Tuesday night against uh, Wenatchee. So uh, we'll recap all that here now and uh, we'll send you into it. All right, well, the Chiefs go 2-1 and one this week, uh, starting Tuesday night against the Wenatchee Wild. Uh, a, a pretty good game overall, I thought. Um, another high-scoring game between these two teams. Um, kind of unusual. Uh, what we've seen earlier in the year, I mean, Wenatchee kind of blew us out of the water when they had uh, their top stars in Savoy and Geeky, but now that uh, they're elsewhere in the Eastern Conference, they seem to kind of be taking a little bit of a step back, which was expected. <coughs> um Chiefs got off to a really hot start. Uh, Connor Roulette slid the puck over to Berkeley Catton, who was speeding up center ice. The puck had slipped past Catton at first, but he ended up wrangling back in and poked it past their goalie just over a minute into the game. We hadn't even turned the game on yet. and Because uh, for some reason in Wenatchee, of all places, they decide to start the game right at 6 o'clock on the dot. And it's like second or third time that we've seen that this year with uh, Wenatchee. So uh, we, we were a little late to the party, but we turned it on when uh, Catton and the team were skating to the bench at the celebration. Um, but uh, once again, uh, kind of the same thing that we've seen all year. Uh, Wenatchee was pretty quick to answer. Ty Frazier found the equalizer about a minute and a half later, roughly. Um, about 4.26 into the period, Chase Berthelet finding the twine for his 21st goal of the season. Cat and Roulette were both credited with the assist. The Chiefs took a 2-1 to lead less than five minutes into play. Uh, that goal was the 199th career point of Chase Berthelet's career. Pretty even going into the first intermission with a 2-1 to lead. Spokane ultimately would hold the lead for the rest of the game, though. Um, it, it was pretty back and forth score with a scoring touch. Uh, Van Olm. Got a goal in the second period with uh, the assist going to Will McIsaac at Ty's shovel day off, uh, 6.36 into the period, and uh, it's just an absolute bullet. I mean, I was at, that was a absolute rocket from Van Olm right there. Um, Wenatchee ended up getting one back uh, about, about seven or eight minutes later. Josh Fluker scored his third goal of the year, and uh, it was 3-2 to two at that point. Final minute of the second period, Carter Streak made a really physical play in the corner to loosen up the puck, which was picked up by Rasmus Ekstrom below the red line. He fired a sharp angle shot from the Rockstar zone, and the uh, the puck made its way across the goal line with 30 seconds left in the period to push Spokane's lead to 4-2 to two going into the second intermission. Th feeling pretty good at that point. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, seeing two solid periods by by your team uh, when 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 they you really don't know what team you're going to expect to see each night so it, it was it was good to see after 40 minutes that they they were pretty, pretty much playing the same game throughout both periods um third period kicked off with a fight between Cam Parr and Carter Prasovsky man I tell you that that was just a back and forth brawl at, at first Prasovsky got the upper edge he came out swinging and then I think once he got tired and Parr hadn't gone down yet Parr took advantage of that and started throwing some haymakers of his own. Ended up getting Prasovsky down low a couple different times and fed him some uppercuts. And it, honestly, I'd say it was a pretty even fight. I don't think there was a winner in that one. I'd say that was just a good old-fashioned hockey fight. 
uh, really good to see Carter, uh, Campar definitely has, uh, has the ability to throw hands when he needs to. Uh, after that, with it being a 3-2 game, it was pretty much a goalie battle until about 12 minutes left. Uh, Jonas Wu netted the Wilds' third goal of the game with help from uh, former Chief, who is now the captain of the Wenatchee Wild, Graham Sword. Um, so it's a it's a tied game at that point. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It is 4-3 Spokane at that point. But just over two minutes left in the game, Ty Sheveldayev wins a puck on the left board and gets it out to Ekstrom at the le- top of the left circle, fired it on net, and it was blocked by a Wenatchee skater. Bounced up in the air, Will McIsaac snatches it down and chips it through the goaltender for what would end up being the game-winning goal. Uh, it was Will McIsaac's 15th goal of the season from Ekstrom and Ty Sheveldayev. Uh, 38 seconds later, Shea Van Olm scores an empty netter to seal the deal. Uh, it was... Um, that's his second goal of the night. Uh, Wenatchee was not done, though. Uh, 1947 mark, 13 seconds left to play. Uh, Sam Ward ends up scoring, and um, that was all. But that was all she wrote. Uh, Dawson Cowan stopped 31 shots. Chiefs outshot Wenatchee 40 to 35 on the night. Uh, perfect two for two on the penalty kill, 0 for two on the power play. So then you have all week off, get a little bit of practice in before you face two teams that you haven't seen this year. The only time you're going to see them this year. Um, the Regina Pats come in on Friday night, and then um, it was um, trying to blank. Moose Jaw Warriors on Saturday. Uh, parents weekend at the Spokane Arena, so all the players' families were there, and they're all sitting in one section. Uh, and this happened. You know, this was last season too. They had this, and uh, both games the Chiefs ended up pulling off pretty, pretty big wins against some good teams. So you're you're hoping that they want to have more of the same against uh against a good moose jaw warriors team definitely um but starting with friday night um against the regina pats there was just over ten thousand people there near sellout with uh being school night and uh shriners hospital um pillowcase giveaway boomer the bear pillowcase giveaway Regina ended up getting on the goal or on the board first with a pair of goals in the early going. Uh, two two nothing Regina halfway through the first period. The game took turned with a massive blast from Hayden Papanicus with about nine minutes left to go in the first period. I mean, just walks in and just rips an absolute clapper, and uh, it, it, it was great. I lo- I love watching that kid play. Like I said, I think he's got the potential. Lucas Crawl is back in the lineup uh, for the first time in about a month, month and a half since the uh, Chiefs' eastern road swing. And actually, I guess it was about a month and a half, almost two months since the Chiefs' eastern swing. Uh, Lucas Crawl picks up an assist on the play in his return game, so that was cool to see. Uh, he was really instrumental on the play, in all honesty. He tied up the defender well, and Papanicus was able to put his full weight behind that slap shot. Uh, eighth goal of uh, Papanicus' career. Um, Chiefs end the period trailing 2-1, to one, but uh, pretty much from there, it was all Spokane. Uh, ended up being five unanswered goals. Ty shoveled day off with an absolute rocket from the left side on the power play in the second period to tie the game at two. Assists go into Connor Roulette and Berkeley Catton. And then Berkeley Catton and Connor Roulette combined to enter the zone at a pace before shoveled day off took over and risked it past the Regina goaltender for Spokane's tying goal. Bit of a rough start for the Chiefs to uh, start the third period, not necessarily on the scoreboard, but just 14 seconds into the third period. Rasmus Ekstrom taking a pretty nasty hit at center ice from Jackson Vaughn, a knee-on-knee. 
and you could tell right away that that it was not going to be good for uh, for Ekstrom. You could see him pounding his fist on the ice in agony, and it was really really tough to see. You'd never want to see anybody go down with an injury like that. Uh, had to be helped off the ice, uh, not putting any weight on his uh, his leg, and it it, it was ugly, man. Uh, Shea Van Ulm ended up jumping the Jackson Vaughn right away, who got a five minute major on the play for the hit, and then as well as five minutes for fighting and a game misconduct. Shea Van Olm ended up picking up a two-minute instigator along with the fighting major. And so the Chiefs from there had a three-minute power play after washing off the two minutes from Van Olm's instigator. Um, Chiefs would end up picking up a goal on that play. With Connor Roulette getting on the score sheet again, scoring his 36th goal of the season on the power play from the left-hand circle. Uh, just a, an absolute rocket of a wrist shot over there. Uh, I was sitting down on the glass with one of my buddies for this game and uh, had a really nice view of that one, so it was, it was really cool to see down there. Um, Crampton fed Berthelot, who drove past the defender on the right wing before uh, dishing it across the ice to Roulette. And with Chase Berthelet's assist on the play, he has now reached 200 points, 75 goals with 125 assists in 216 career WHL games across parts of six seasons with uh, the Winnipeg Ice and the Spokane Chiefs. Uh, he's also surpassed its assist total from last season with 42 and now has a career-high 1.26 points per game this season. Uh, really, after a little bit of a slow start for Berthlet, I think he's really kind of come around. Uh, he, he's having himself a, a, a hell of a year, in all honesty. Uh, I really hope that he ends up getting some looks for some from some pro teams after his uh, junior career ends, because I, I think that kid's got it. He's got the hustle, and he's got the drive, and he's got a hell of a wrist shot, too. Um, <clears throat> Shea Van Olm and Nathan Mays would assist on a beautiful Ben Bonnie goal late in the third period. Uh, driving across the blue line gets around the defender. The goalie pushed out a little bit too far on the right-hand side, and Bonnie took advantage of that and wrapped it around the net and just tucked it in the post with just under two minutes left. Uh, really, really nice goal. Once again, right in front of me, had a great view of that one. Uh, and then uh, Berkeley Catton finishes it off with a full-length empty, empty netter. Uh, and Berkeley Catton has uh, another two points on the night, uh, bringing his total at that point to 42 goals. I can't remember how many assists he had, but... Uh, honestly, the Chiefs dominated most of the game, uh, out shooting Regina 36 to 21. Uh, Dawson Cowan was excellent in net, made some huge saves to kind of keep Spokane's momentum building. Uh, Chiefs two for six on the power play, four for five on the penalty kill, uh, including a full two minutes of five on three action. Will McIsaac and Sage Weinstein combined were a combined plus five on the night. The Chiefs would announce that they were going to call a first overall U.S. priority draft pick Brody Gillespie uh, in the wake of Ekstrom not being in the lineup. Uh, he played one game earlier this season on – actually, it was the first game of the season against the Kamloops Blazers, September 22nd. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, he actually ended up picking up his first Western Hockey League point at this game on Saturday. Uh, one of the only highlights of that game, to be completely honest, because it was – it was pretty ugly. Uh, I mean, it, from the start, it was pretty ugly. Uh, it, it it wasn't good. Chiefs breast cancer awareness night. The Chiefs were facing one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, first game against Moose Jaw since December of 2022. Uh, the Chiefs came away with a 5-2 victory. Uh, Moose Jaw jumped out front early in this one, scoring two goals in the first three minutes of the game. Um, and then... Um, I mean, just two minutes apart, too. It was quick. And then Moose Jaw scored another quick pair of goals later in the in the first period to make it 4 nothing. 
it, it, it was all moose jock from the start. Spokane looked really flat. There wasn't really many, many good things to say about about this game to be honest the crowd was nice but in all honesty that was about it Dawson Cowan uh ended up coming in in relief for Cooper Michael Luck in the second period uh Michael Luck didn't look great um honestly I mean neither goaltender looked great to it with lack of a better term I mean <coughs> obviously Moose Jaws of firepower with uh Seattle Kraken first rounder Jagger Furcus up front with uh, along with Braden Yeager uh Denton Matejchuk on the uh, back end and uh, Jackson Unger in net. He was, I mean, he was great. Uh, he made some huge saves. Moose Jaw pretty much dominated that. It was four nothing after the first period, and then second period the Warriors extended their lead despite the Chiefs actually finding the net twice. Um, Connor Roulette pots his thirty seventh of the season for the Chiefs' first goal, uh, and so at that point it's four to one. And then Chase Harrington. Picks up uh, his fourth goal of the season uh, with Lucas Crawl getting another assist as well as Nathan Mays. Uh, unfortunately, Moose Jaw also ended up scoring six goals that period. So after two periods, it was ten to two. It was just it was ugly from the start, and it, it didn't get any better. Third period slowed down just a little bit um, for Moose Jaw, but they still ended up picking up two goals. Berkeley Catton ends up finding the net for his 43rd goal of the season about 10 minutes into the period on the power play. I'd say the only shining light for Spokane in this game was the power play. Uh, but that's, again, thanks to Connor Roulette and Berkeley Catton, pretty much. Um, Moose Jaw would end up picking up another two goals, and the final score would be 12-3. to three. Uh, Just It was just ugly, man. I mean, I... I after such a great game the night before against Regina, you, you'd really hope that they'd come out and have a little bit better showing against Moose Jaw. I mean, Moose Jaw plays fast, and they move the puck up the ice so quick. And we play teams like that in the U.S. division all the time with Everett and uh, Portland and, I mean, even Wenatchee. Uh, they're, they're pretty quick up the ice, and you feel like that's something that the Chiefs should be used to. But unfortunately, they just were not ready to go and uh, have a pretty abysmal showing on the final night of Parents Weekend. Um but still splitting one and one across two games, Moose Jaw ended up beating Tri Cities by I think it was nine to three the night before. Um, so no no loss in the standings there. We're still kind of exactly where we were before we came into the weekend. So um, I believe the Chiefs still sitting in eighth place in the Western Conference with fifty three points, and Tri City is sitting in ninth currently with forty seven. Uh, Chiefs only three points back of the Kelowna Rockets for the seventh spot and only six points back of the Vancouver Giants for sixth. And another interesting note, we're only nine points back of Victoria for uh, the fifth place in the conference as well as 11 back of Wenatchee for fourth. I mean, I I, I don't expect us to to catch either of those teams, to be completely honest with you, but uh, you never know. Some news off the ice. Um... Jackson Vaughn from the Regina Pats receives his six-game suspension for the kneeing major in game misconduct at Spokane on February 23rd. Um, I'd say it's about fitting. That sounds about right. I mean, I know he's a repeat offender, and he's been suspended a couple of times this year already. So uh, I thought Brody Gillespie looked really good in that last game. I'm kind of curious to see what they end up doing if uh, Ekstrom's injury ends up being long-term. I think the WHL weekly report comes out tomorrow, so we'll probably find out then. Uh, Chiefs next game is Wednesday the 28th against the Kamloops Blazers. Uh, big game up in Kamloops. 
and then we play back to back up in Prince George Friday, March 1st and Saturday, March 2nd before coming back home on Tuesday, March 5th to face the Victoria Royals. So a lot of um, a lot of Western Conference matchups here uh, going on the rest of the season. I think pretty much everything is all Western Conference rest of the season, majority playing U.S. division teams. So those those are huge games. These are all huge games coming down the stretch as we're coming into the last month of the season. Uh, and the Chiefs still fighting for that playoff spot. So I'm hoping that they're able to keep it up. But um, well, I guess we'll uh, figure all that out next week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, to end this now, it's going to be a little quick podcast, just kind of recapping everything. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.